Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Charlotte Dunford. Charlotte, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, let's go. Charlotte is the managing partner of Johns Creek Capital. They are a mobile home park syndicator. Excited to have you on. Charlotte, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Right. So thanks for having me on. So my name is Charlotte Dunford, um, the partner at Johns Creek Capital. So um, what I do is um, we focus on small to medium level mobile home parks, uh, focusing on this um, niche and um, uh, pretty much committed to investors generating um, good returns um, through mobile home park investments. And how did you, did you just wake up one day and say, you know what sounds good? I want to do mobile home park syndicating. How does that, how does that evolve? Right. So when I graduated college, um, initially, I pretty much just took a job um, and uh, I was always interested in real estate. Um, Since coming from China, it was really impossible to own real estate. You could only lease it from the government. So um, that was always attractive to me. So I pretty much started buying real estate immediately using my salary to qualify for deals. And um, after two deals, one is single family, the other one is multifamily, um, sorry, duplex. It was nowhere near enough to qualify uh, anymore using the small salary I got as is, you know, out of college, uh, just out of college business analyst, even though it's a great college and a great job, but still two deals was the maximum I could get. So, and, um, and then at the time, um, I just decided to take a jump and take a kind of a, you know, a calculated risk for me to, um, to, to, to start my own company. And that's when I started in uh, 2020 um, and uh, grew to what, what we have today in 2022, uh, 26 mobile home parks. So the reason I chose mobile home parks was because um, it was really just a blue blue ocean strategy play. It was not, um, I was not able to, um, it was extremely difficult to get into um, a space such as multifamily because the big boys or the ex- experienced uh, people have been at it for decades. But mobile home park, um, it's been a pretty long ignored sector. So I was able to get in and um, there are still uh big enough of a pie and uh, enough room left uh, in the pie to, to have a share. I respect and appreciate that so much that you come to the United States and you say, oh my goodness, you know, this is amazing. You can buy real estate here and you just immediately start doing it. I think that that's, that's such a wonderful lesson for anybody to take. Is that just part of your DNA or uh, just seeing an opportunity and taking action because not everybody can do that. Right. So, well, first of all, I, I came here when I was 16 and, um, you know, um, so I, I, I still, you know, I was a kid and um, my parents never came with me. Um, so I came by myself, uh, pretty much just hopped on a plane to go to a high school here in America. 
and um, lived with the host family and then got to college and everything, had to learn English. So I think, it, well, it could definitely be part of DNA just to be more adventurous. Um, but at the same time, it was really, a lot of it had to do with the background. Um, uh, you know, coming from a place where it was really quite, uh, quite dark and there were really no opportunities and everything was felt really, really oppressive. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, presented with this lander of opportunities. So it was very natural for me to want to just um, really use everything that I could to, 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 to move forward, to improve myself and um, to make the best out of life. Amen. I think that's awesome. And congratulations. So 26 parks in a little over two years. That's, that's very impressive. So I think that's, that's great. What are in, in, in its blue ocean, there's still opportunity. It's still a massive market, even though people are, are starting to pay a little closer attention to it. What is so attractive to you about mobile home park investing? First of all, I, I think it's as simple as affordable. I'm um, sorry. Is, is it an affordable housing business, first of all? And second of all, it, it is a parking lot business. So it's attractive because, first of all, it's, it's in the market space, it's still blue ocean. Secondly, um, the supply and demand is, 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 is there. So there is the ever-growing demand for affordable housing, and supply is limited because there are zoning regulations um, that is extremely difficult to build new mobile home parks. So the supply is extremely limited. Actually, a lot of legislatures and uh, local city, county, um, it, it barely goes to the state level, but local city, county, definitely, they don't want mobile home parks to exist in their city because of stigma. But some cities are see as a way to solve their affordable housing prices, and it is. But because of the zoning regulations, um, it's, it's almost impossible and extremely difficult if you could do it at all to build new mobile home parks. So the supply is limited and demand is ever growing. And the Blue Ocean strategy ensures that you have still have room to um, seek this opportunity. And that's why it is attractive and that you were able to get the return and going in into a deal with a cap rate higher than a lot of a lot of other asset classes. We actually just sold a park, just exited a park um, last week. So we were pretty, it was less than two years old, 22, 22 month holding period. Uh, we, we bought it in June, 2020 at 325,000. We sold it just last week at 490, 92,500. So, um, that's the kind of you know capital, and then we, we've been making distributions all along the way. So overall, investors are looking at a you know annualized return over twenty percent. So that's that's the return level that you can you can look at in mobile home parks. And certainly, people are interested in that. And as the stock market is doing whatever it's going to be doing. Um, and for the foreseeable future, it's just a lot of uncertainty looking for different opportunities to invest in that are correlated, I think is certainly an attractive thing. So I appreciate you sharing that. And what a great uh, two-year investment that, that that you made on that one. And, and hopefully they all go just as well. When, when you make a 
when when you're decided on an acquisition and you're 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 looking at the park, how are you then looking? Are are you interested in also also improving it? How is how is that possible if 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 at all? Yeah, so there are certain value adds that we can do. First of all, we have to buy this as a right. So acquisition is an extremely uh, important process that we have 15 major parameters that consist of, um, you know, including some of the most important ones are, you know, the spread between, uh, meaning this percentage difference between the um, cap rate you're purchasing the park at and the interest rate. And um, the second is the utility structure. Uh, how are the tenants paying for their utilities? And third one is uh, the ratio between tenant-owned homes and park-owned homes. You wanna make sure that you have majority tenant-owned homes at the park. So those are just the top three. There are 15 major parameters that we utilize in our internal algorithm. It's kind of a, a proprietary algorithm that we use to qualify our deal. So you have to buy rights. They say that, you know, there's a, there's a saying very cliche, but it's true, is you make the money when you buy. So it's extremely true in, in this case as well. So once you buy wrong, everything is too late. So you, you, you buy right, first of all, and then after acquisition, the first thing we do is we're pretty much uh, raise rent by anywhere from 25 to $50 uh, upon acquisition. Uh, we give the tenants proper notice depending on the state regulations, usually 30 days, sometimes they go to 60 days. Um, so because there is a, already a lot of meat on the bones and lot rents are incredibly low to start with. For example, here in the Southeast, lot rents are anywhere from $150 to $250, if, if not lower. And in the Midwest, you're looking at $300 or so, um, in some areas four, but mostly three. So they're incredibly low to start with comparing with other housing products in the same market, such as apartment buildings and single family rentals and uh, housing mortgages and you know what, you, what the tenant would have to pay for. So they're low to start with. So there's room to increase rent and it's, hard, it's easier for the tenant to stomach than um, you know, a $500 increase as it would happen in an apartment building. So that's usually the first thing and you can push back utility. So you have to do whatever it takes to increase your NOI, the net or operating income, which directly correlates to your value of the park. And, um, and then number three, the general conditions of the park is extremely important too. If there are, you know, debt trees on the lot, which, you know, I really wouldn't want anybody to buy anything with a debt tree on, on the on the mobile home park. But if there is, there are, there is any trash, there's anything that you can remove to increase the security and the safety of the neighborhood, then that's definitely a value add as well. So a lot of the cosmetic upgrades, adding new fencing, uh, adding a new sign, um, and adding new banners, all of those, uh, could be a part of the value at play. That makes sense. And so going back to what you said sort of initially was that um, you're interested in more of a, a parking lot and that's related to you would rather have um, all tenant-owned homes versus a lot of park-owned homes because yes. if it's all park-owned homes, you're essentially buying an apartment. You are, and you're buying a worse than an apartment because um, 
park park on homes, mobile homes, you know, they're if they're old, then they have a lot of problems. And mobile homes, they're titled as cars. You know, just think about you you're getting a bunch of used cars with that 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 are breaking down, that it's really not functioning. So that's really not the business you want to be in. You want to be in, be in business of the land business, and that's what where the where the attractiveness is. Got it. That certainly makes sense, and I imagine that not that many people know that, or maybe, or maybe everybody knows that. But okay. <laughs> um. So interesting. So rents in the South are lower than they are in the Midwest. Yes. I wouldn't have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes, it is. It is a slightly lower. Things are catching up, but because of because it's just the housing differences, right? So in the Midwest, if you're looking at a single family, I'm talking about averages. So um, a single family home, right? So this in this in, in the market in the South, but but again, the South is is a huge huge area and depending on the state and market, sub-market, MSA, um, the generally speaking, single family homes are, are, are lower priced than in the Midwest on average. So that's why the, on average, their, their lot rents are, 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 are lower. Got it. Are you seeing trends of, um, on, on Instagram and social media, I see people retrofitting vans and traveling around around the country and really enjoying that kind of a lifestyle and there is a need for affordable housing. Are you seeing trends of or demographic shifts in the folks who are living in mobile home parks? I think the demographics at the mobile home parks um, stay similar. There are two types of people uh, who want to go into mobile home parks. One is uh, is the ones that kind of seek a lifestyle of uh, mostly on the West Coast, um, just to, to seek that affordability. But at the same time, is is they think it's a cool idea to live in a mobile home and just kind of um, kind of camp out. And um, I, I would say, you know, if they work for a big company out west and um, just really save money, but that's the 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 vast majority. I mean, sorry, minority of mm. this set class. The, the, the majority are people who actually work at um, you know, um, I think um, restaurants and you know lower paying, slightly lower paying jobs, and yeah, looking for that affordability and less expensive housing option. Um, that will be the majority of the customers that we we face. Got it. Well, I appreciate you clearing that up for me. So what does the future hold for you and Johns Creek Capital? Right. So right now we have um, 26 parks and we are uh, looking to acquire uh, pretty rapidly uh, the second half of 2022 and certainly into the future. And um, in in the future, uh, near future, uh, we are looking to, uh, once everybody becomes more comfortable and when the opportunity strikes, we are looking to establish a, a kind of a fund, a core plus fund to, to acquire value, light value at properties, just like the one that we kind of, uh, we, we recently sold to continue delivering that return and uh, scale um, at a more rapid speed. But we're, we're already going pretty fast, but uh, that would just make, make everything even faster and uh, would help us um, scale and would also benefit our investors from a diversification uh, perspective. 
Love it. Well, Charlotte, the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think the most important thing is to take action. And uh, in the beginning, sorry, in the beginning, doing something is always better than not doing anything. So uh, you have figured out from the experiences that happens along with doing something. So if you want to start a company, you want to start on a journey, the most important thing is to take action and see where the journey leads you. And eventually you will develop a system and the processes that you would need to do things on a more systematic level. But what you need to do right now, if you haven't started, is to start taking action. Well, I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets Come on. So well said. Just got to get started. Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Johns Creek Capital? Um, the, west, uh, the best way to reach uh, me is to go to johnscreekcapital.com, our website. And uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and fill out that contact form. I usually reach out pretty quickly afterwards. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Charlotte your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to johnscreekcapital.com and fill out the contact form and get in touch with Charlotte and see if this is a good opportunity for you. Thanks again, Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.